now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Imagine if the NBA instituted a penalty rule like what soccer has. Um, and if you're not familiar, let me explain. In soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, if you foul out of a game, basically if you get two yellow cards or a red card, you are ejected from the rest of the game and your team has to play down a man. Now, I'm not saying that the NBA has to institute that, but you also can't play the next match. Can you Just imagine? for fouling out? Just for fouling yeah. out? Yes. Yes. They really want to crack that. Well, unlike basketball, however, soccer is really lenient when it comes to what's a foul and what's not. Um, The red card is for egregious. Like, you slit, the guy passes the ball, and then the other guy comes in and slides, spikes up right into the knee. (laughs) Like, that, yeah. That's going to get a red card. You're ejected. Your team now has to play with 10 men. Can you imagine well, if they did that with basketball? Well, you, if you get if you get a double technical, you can't play. You, you remember the famous uh, Jeff Van Gundy hugging the leg yes. <laughs> scenario? Well, if you remember all those guys that left the bench, they weren't allowed to play in Game 7. That's right. That's true. They, that is they, true. They have somewhat of a version of that. Well, yeah, but that had to be handed down. That was like a specific league decided. Yeah. I'm talking about this yeah, that is, wasn't automatic. you know, yeah, this is, you know, going in, if I get two T's, I'm not playing the next game. What if the other coach runs out and hugs Ronaldo's leg? <laughs> is, that, is that frowned upon? <laughs> I can't tell you. The other coach will get nowhere near Ronaldo because <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo's team will tackle that other coach. <laughs> Something kind of interesting that I heard, I think it's in cricket maybe, is that if your team performs really, really, really poorly, you're allowed to demote the entire team and switch it with the so, sort of like the NBA and the G League. You're allowed to just switch teams and bring the affiliate up and like demote the in the middle the of pros. the season. I mean, that's what I that's what I heard. That's I, a people, wicked googly. If people nice. were like, people were like, "Wow, <laughs> what if the NBA did this with well, like?" Right. It's like Premier League soccer, right? If you're at the yeah. end of the standings, you get demoted. You you get dropped a level. Yeah, the bottom four, it's called relegation. The bottom four teams in the Premier League do not play in the Premier League the next the next season. Mm. Now, what that does, imagine this, Amy. You have a team with a certain payroll, right? That payroll needs to be paid. You get relegated. You no longer have TV money, but you mm. still have all that salary. Because you're not now, you might have local coverage. I mean, the stadiums still stay the stadium, but your away games are not in these twenty-five thousand seat stadiums anymore. Your away games are now in like a minor league bump. So imagine this: imagine the Orioles, which at this point of the season, this is a bad example. Imagine the Red Sox <laughs> get relegated to Triple A. <laughs> and they have to play AAA next season. No imagine, major league. I mean, oh. Yeah, imagine the Cleveland the Cleveland Cavaliers go from the finals last year to having to go and play in the G League in right. almost almost empty gyms. Imagine what kind of like career whiplash that would be for Kevin right. Love. I mean, <laughs> for well, Kevin and- Love. What I can say though is because Kevin Love would be there, it wouldn't be an empty gym. But they were, but that team would only be getting, you know, 500 ticket sales worth instead of 16,000. That's so funny to think about, man. They oh. they got to do something about some of these teams that aren't even trying to get better. Yeah, I agree. Phoenix. There's ugh. there's only so much of the process you can trust. <laughs> Philadelphia's good now. Yeah, that good now. yeah, the the process worked. It just took six years. What also took six years was our last bracket challenge, which Amy and I did. But that's okay. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon. We discussed the good stuff of Disney. And in this month of March, we are madness. Bracket madness continues. We have Dean back. Say hi, Dean. Hey, hi, Dean. How you doing? 
Nice. You know what's and awesome with, is you you just well, uh, you just mentioned the Red Sox getting relegated at this point of the season, but depending yes. on when this comes out, they could be in first place by now. They could be. They could be in last place. They could be in first place. Who knows? Boy, I hope they're in last place. <laughs> I'm really well, glad you're back, Dean. <laughs> I am. I'm glad I, you're I, back, Dean. Thank you. I, I, I don't like missing recordings, but I'm glad you power on without me, and I am excited to be back. Yes. It was a tall order having <laughs> to deal with Molly by myself. It was a tall order that Dean normally handles. Being tall. Polly is not used to being in the tall conversation, so. No. <laughs> only, only for like youth soccer. <laughs> and with us again, of course, because how could you do a bracket show, which we are going to do? Spoiler. Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Hello. It's a beautiful spring day. It's almost 70 degrees here, finally. Oh. Oh, the grass awesome. is turning green. The trees yes. are getting little buds for leaves. It's This is my favorite time of year when, you know, Mother Nature is like, winter, get out. <laughs> now, how's how's that pollen count going? Oof. Oh, it's it's pretty atrocious. I, I've, oh. got, I, I've got a... Uh, a bronchial cough, you know, like bronchitis yeah. cough when I come back in from being outside. But it's uh, it's yeah. totally worth it. The kind of cough that people in the restaurant look at you and go, why are you not in a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. No, but but it's it comes from like the depths of your soul. People are like, ah, oh. oh, stop. <laughs> and you're like, come on, it's allergies. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, well, what are you going to do? That's what happens in March, particularly in the... Midwest, the South, not so much the Southwest, West, things are greening up, and we are here to talk about things that also we would like to see return. That's the bracket for this week. Things, the top 12, things that could possibly actually return to Walt Disney World. Now, I will give a little bit of credit to Tom Bricker. He had a uh, blog post last October, I think, October 20. October 2018. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so going back a little bit, he did a top 10 things of things that could return to Walt Disney World. So, no, not Horizons. It's not coming back. Polly. So I, I took some of made it things. out of the first round anyway. Right. Nice. Dean. Like Virginia in 2018 would have been overseeded and upset. And almost Virginia in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, I just said I was glad you're back, and now I'm already second-guessing <laughs> that opinion. opinion huh? <laughs> uh, oh. Well, in any event, these are things that could actually, should Disney decide in their infinite wisdom, to have these things return, could be returning as soon as a couple of years. You know, some design, some building. Um, so yeah, with that, I'd like to turn it over to Dean, our bracket master, um, who will be outlining not only what the seeds are, but the matchups. So Dean, take it away. Thank you, Polly, and welcome to Bracket Masters, where we discuss <laughs> things that we'd like to return to Walt Disney World that actually could. Okay, that's enough of my game show voice. So Amy, uh, <laughs> I had a little insight to see this. Obviously, Polly has seen this since he did the bracketing. Um, and, I, Paul, I don't know, did you have any of the uh, just-missed-the-tournament? Well, I, I think it might be fun after we go through the seedings um, to hear, you right. know, from the three of us what just-missed-the-tournament. So, as Paulie laid out, these are items that feasibly Disney could bring back. And you know, we've seen some things over the years that Disney has brought back in different varieties, like the old e-ticket nights, things like that. They yep. obviously have made it much more expensive and a little more robust in the way they approach it, but it's still back in some form. And so I will tell you, are, I did consider e-ticket night to be one of the things. But as you brought up, they kind of did bring that back. They yeah, just package, so, package it a different way. Yeah, repackage, remarket it. But it essentially is back. So here are the top 12. So think of this as a conference tournament. We're going right. to have some buys here. The top four get a buy. Then uh, five through 12 will play their play-in games to make it into the, uh, the top eight for the brackets. Our overall number one seed, the Adventurers Club. Number two seed is Osborne Lights. Number three is Spectro Magic. Number four, River Country. Uh, spoiler, that one got demolished, so I'm not no, sure. No, but but we'll we'll bring <laughs> we'll bring that up. Number five, the Country Bear Christmas. Number six, way underseated, Year Year of a Million Dreams. 
<laughs> or I should say years of a million dreams. Years, months of a million dreams. months of a year of a million dreams. <laughs> Number seven, Lights of Winter. Number eight, The Pirate and Princess Party. Number nine, Discovery Riverboats. Your 10 seed, The Skyway. 11 seed, Characters on Holiday, Controversial. Mm. And 12 seed, Being a Monorail Co-Pilot. Notably missing, I might add. Maybe they were the 13th seed. Stitches Supersonic Celebration. <laughs> Dean. <laughs> the 32-day dance party that took place in uh, Tomorrowland did not make the top 12 seeds. How about anything that went on over at that stage? <laughs> How about the stage? Is the stage <laughs> still there? The stage itself. Is it still there? I don't even know. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember from my last trip. And yeah. it hasn't been that long ago. <laughs> but I can't remember. But yeah, don't, aren't they doing the um, the Incredibles uh, dance party? That's right, that's right. So the stage is, in fact, still there. The stage okay. that's gone is the uh, Tomorrowland Theater that used to house that awesome uh, yes. Christmas party show. I yes. still can't believe that they got rid of that. That's sad. Yeah. parking. The other stage that's gone is the one that's right in front of the Chinese Theater. The permanent giant built-in stage. I mean, yes, they have the one that kind of pops out of the ground. Oh, it, no, it doesn't do that. Don't they roll it out and then they roll it back off stage oh, there you at go. night? There you go. Even better. <laughs> it's like so funny. It plays music as it rolls away, too. It's like, <laughs> it's like a one-float parade. Is it a sad calliope? You know what was a one-float parade that uh, did not make this list? The High School Musical Floating Parade. That's correct. Oh, which no. They reinvented as High School 2 and High School 3. Hey, I... get up! <laughs> get loud! No, that's Santa Montana! <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I started singing along and I was like, wait a minute. That's not the right thing. You no, that's Wildcats! <laughs> I think that one has a reasonable chance of coming back whatever the next uh, Disney teen movie or preteen movie. Ever. They got to stop. They got to stop constructing before they have any kind of parade. It's High School Musical. What time is it? Time to get live. Yes. Is that, okay. That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Paulie, sticking with your criteria of things that could return, I noticed uh, the... Um, Oh god, I forgot. To, I just draw a blank on the name. <laughs> the uh, the other Describe. the other light time parade. The... Oh yeah, Main Street Electrical Parade. Main Street Electrical. Sorry, thank you. So Main Street Electrical Parade didn't make your list. Spectro Magic did. Yes. I thought Spectro Magic got converted into sellable pins. Well, it did, and it's one of those things that they could make a 21st century version of Spectro Magic. Oh. You know, you know, particularly with what they've done with Paint the Night, um, and some of the things that they could do. So it's more the idea. Right. of a spectral magic type parade whereas the main street electrical parade is very much it in its own thing right if that makes sense no i, I think that's fair i was just pointing out in case th thinking about what listeners might be thinking about right now like hey you guys right. you forgot to mention they destroyed that, that. yeah yeah so they uh, left it out in the rain and let it fall, <laughs> fall prey to decay and and some of the things that Disney has done are, you know, just the blatant disrespect. Magic was housed comfortably in a bunker in the back. Sir. Until it was sold as pins. Then it got sold as pins. Amy, I, do you have that pin? I remember being on a tour and seeing floats from that parade in a nice little house in the back. There you go. Amy, do you have a Spectrum Magic pin? I don't remember. Oh, I, I seriously don't remember. That's how much she cares about it. That's I how many know. pins she has. <laughs> I just have That's... a lot of pins, and I don't remember if I have that one. But I remember, gonna... I mean, I remember thinking, wow, that pin's really nice. We might have to do a listener question show where Amy just does answering with pins. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Post that one on Instagram, and she can just keep posting pictures. Of yes! Them. Instagram Live. I like it. Amy, anything else that you think was uh, potential for this list that didn't make it? A lot of things, but I mean, well, no, but one's, no one's interested in my memories. Of no, the no, 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 no. It, 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 it is. It. 
the list is made of things that actually could feasibly exist within the next couple of years. Right. Should I Disney mean... decide. So yes, of course, Horizons, no. No, Returning... not attractions. I was going to say like food and fun center at the Contemporary. Bring that back. And ah. like um, the, oh, man, what was the place called at the Polynesian? Where they have like a little counter service place in its what own about, building. What about the uh, Florida Welcome Center? That I mean, Disney heck. kind of ran right by the state line. I mean, why not, you know? The, Dis the Disney World Welcome Center in Ocala. Right. Wasn't there one in Ocala? Right. <laughs> like, why Ocala? Like, why is it here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why not put it in Tallahassee? It makes just as much sense. <laughs> just, stra just strange oddities. You know, anything right. weird, I want it to come back. Like goofy water skiing? Yes, goofy water skiing. Um, you know what? Why did they take away the parasailing, the paragliding? You know? Yeah. Anything that's gone that was weird, I'm for all of that coming back. I, you know what? I'm also in favor of splashtacular. And no, I'm well that too. I'm in favor of the guests who stay in the treehouse villas at Saratoga. I'm I'm interested in them getting to rent golf carts again. And be able to drive their golf carts over to Disney Springs and park them. Yeah, why not? I mean, get out and you shop. Can, you can rent golf carts at Fort Wilderness. Yeah. Why can't you rent golf carts there? All you got to do is put those concrete steel barriers so they can't drive it right into Disney Springs. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't drive it into the water. Right, that too. <laughs> I, I noticed the uh, the wand on Spaceship Earth didn't make the list. No, no, no. Nor Dean. did the. Uh, <laughs> also broken down and made into pins, right? Right. <laughs> Amy, you're, bo you're both just just on the thinnest device of what I will expect. <laughs> oh, what? You want the wand and the... No, what? absolutely not. How dare you even bring them up? What's wrong with you? Uh, well. They're awful. There, there's many things wrong with me, but yes, they were awful. I'm sorry, Nick, but uh, <laughs> you're not on this episode. So <laughs> He's also not on this list. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the top 12 things in vegas right now so no that's true it's not on the list all right he, well, keeps, tweeting, uh, he keeps tweeting me fake dogs like statues of <laughs> fake dogs which i love i wish you would tweet them, them more to me I, I was enjoying the fake dog content on twitter that's funny we ran out of dogs here's another one <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's dive into our first round matchups and, uh, you know, we'll get a little commentary, at least in the, f the first time we introduce each item, whether you experienced or not, you know, what your memories are, if it's something, if you didn't get to experience, whether you would have wanted to. And the first matchup is our eight, nine seeds. We have the princess and pirate party against the discovery riverboats. Yeah. Mm. Who's going first? Well, if I remember princess and pirate party, that was, uh, that was at Magic Kingdom, right? Wasn't that? Yes. Good? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was an evening time thing. The pirate aspect, I remember they had, didn't they take the kids out on a boat and they could watch the fireworks from a boat or something like that? Was that, no. was that the same party or that's a different party? That's that was a different. else. That's yeah, that was a else. different offering that you could rent um, like kids night and they would take them out like on a pirate excursion. Kind of like pirate night on the cruise. But okay. this was on Seven Seas Lagoon. Pirate and Princess Party was inside the Magic Kingdom, sir. It, yes. Okay, I didn't know if the uh, the pirate <laughs> part because I I actually ran the Princess and Pirate 5K back in 07, and we ran through Hollywood Studios. Well, uh, sir, that's not the same. GM Studios, right? Now, basically, it was like the Halloween party or the Christmas party um, at the Magic Kingdom. So it was shut down early. You could come dressed like a pirate or a princess, and they had all kinds of meet and greets and booty going around. In Sir? The gold, gold, gold <laughs> terms. The balloons. The treasure terms. Gold doubloons. Um, and it was basically just a hard ticketed event to get you able to dress up, go to the parks, and just have a lot of fun. Um, I think I they did a little bit. I went to two of them. I went See? to two of them. They were amazing. Amy. They were amazing. They were so, amazing. They had a special parade. They had special fireworks. Um, I got to ride Pirates of the Caribbean. 
in a boat by myself and there That's was awesome. no there was no one in any of the boats in front of me or behind me. You so were alone I, in Pirates of the Caribbean. I was alone in Pirates of the Caribbean. That's kind of scary. That was scary, and I was dressed up like a pirate too. Oh, that's great! So I, I it was kind of spooky, man. Like going through and and looking, you know, all the animatronics are going, the music is going, and I'm looking behind me and I'm looking in front of me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> scary. Because what if they had a cast member in there who was? Oh, that would have freaked you out. Doing stuff, I would have been petrified of that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so the, it, was so it, much it ran 07 to 09, so that you know, you must have been during that time frame. I'm, I'm pulling up some info on it now, so I never had... went in the spring. <laughs> like, like I, I said, was... I was there because we ran a race that was themed it. Although I, now that I realize you're telling me the party was in Magic Kingdom, the race was in studios for some reason. Uh, it was a hard it, it was marketing ticket party. Yeah. Hard ticket party at the Magic Kingdom. And it had a Disney's Enchanted Adventures parade. The yes. Magic Music and Mayhem Fireworks. Yes. They did Dream Along with Mickey Parade, but a nighttime version. Mm. And then, of course, dance parties in Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. The, the dance party that they had in Fantasyland was at the... Do you guys remember, you know, when they had that little mermaid sort of area? They had a little yes. stage there. It was sort of yeah. over by the Pinocchio Village House. Okay, so they had... Um, Little Mermaid characters like Sebastian, and they had some of the, you know, the random fish from the under the sea uh, <laughs> section. Okay, so not one, flounder. Uh, I don't know if they had flounder. I, I didn't personally see flounder, but I did see Sebastian. Let me just tell you about one of these fish. So one of these fish was <laughs> unnecessarily sassy. So it was, it, one of these fish was dancing extremely hard. And it was go running up to people, trying to get people to dance, and it actually like knocked me with its tail fin butt like three times, <laughs> trying to get me to come and dance. And then uh, after about five minutes of this, uh, like everyone was laughing, thought it was hilarious. And then uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, after about five minutes of this fish just flamboyantly dancing for its very survival, <laughs> I, a, a management cast member came over and uh, it, it spoke with the fish, and the fish went backstage and. And then when the fish reappeared, it was much more subdued. It was docile. Dancing. It was docile. It was tamed. But man, the, the oh man, but my mom and I were just laughing so hard at this fish. Like, so, and, and the fact that it was like knocking people with its hips and its butt. Like, just come dance with me, bonk. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> the funniest thing I think any Casper has ever done, like, to me or, like, in front of me. That's so awesome. Funny. It, this fish so wasn't funny. Left Shark, was it? No. <laughs> no. The, um, oh, man. Oh. It's the buffer fly brie of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Avery, Avery, I know you're not listening, but <laughs> so I just the, just the fact that there was a fish in the Magic Kingdom at the Little Mermaid stage area, and it was knocking people with its butt. It that's funny. Like that is funny. The best. All right, well, that's matched up against the Discovery River, and this was one that was very short-lived. So it started when the park opened Animal Kingdom in '98, mm -hmm. and got renamed the Discovery River Taxi. Then got changed over to the Radio Disney River Cruise, <laughs> and then just closed. Yeah, yeah. The Radio and, Disney. I remember when that came out. I was like, why? What? Yeah. So, the, the, I remember reading about this one before. The whole thing was that this was supposed to be transportation. Yes. So, kind of like the um, the boats that cut across in Epcot, take you from you know, the front back to the, the sort of that port near or the Germany Italy area, or across the other direction. That's all this was ever meant to be, but everybody thought it was going to be like, take us along the water, we're going to see attractions, see animals, all this kind of thing. Right. So it was uh, it was probably just mismarketed, maybe the way yeah. to put it. Um, so eventually they decided that it wasn't worth the hassle and it wasn't really effective transportation and all they were getting were complaints that they didn't, the guests didn't get to see anything. They just closed it. So now you have a, a Baloo and King Louie meet and greet on one dock and I don't know if they even used the other one. 
Yeah, the docks are fantastically themed. You can definitely see one as you go across the main bridge heading towards the Tree of Life. No one sees it because everybody's taking a picture of the Tree of Life. But mm. as you're facing the tree, it's on the right. Um, mm. They are really, really, really awesomely themed. And Sounds like uh, quite the paradox to me. Nice. Very nice. Okay, I'm going to just put my foot down about this. I am not going to let these boats win out over a hard ticket party. <laughs> they had a special parade, special fireworks. They gave out beads and candy and little jewels, and they gave you a little bag, a little velvet drawstring bag to put your your you know prized possessions in that you gather yep. from cast members man i got to watch the parade from main street sitting on the curb and there was no one else on main street watching the parade except for my parents and myself like they had a big jack sparrow float i, I don't know if that was the first time they used it mm -hmm. it may have been used for like you know how they would do the christmas the christmas parade and how sometimes they would have special floats in that for the televised parade yeah. That, that weren't necessarily in a parade that was in the parks, but they just had it, you know, for television. And, and I just remember that float coming by, and there, you know, there's a Barbosa on it, Jack Sparrow's on it, yeah, I know, and all this great stuff, man. And I got to see it just, uh, you know, sitting on Main Street, and there's no one else there. Everyone else is still like, you know, doing rides and stuff. I listen. I am not going to let a boat cruise. Everything goes around in a circle, like Radio Disney River Cruise. I'm not letting the that beat that awesome hard ticket party. Bring back All the right. hard ticket that, party. That, that uh, said, that, that is a hard ticket party, which means cost money. Versus it's something okay. that was offered as a, an actual attraction. And you so? know, we, we always we always bemoan losing attractions, and we always bemoan, and I'm using the, the loose we of, you know, this Twitter. Uh, we, we bemoan hard ticket events and how it cuts down on the regular hours and it costs more money for the guests. All we're saying is bring back a really simple add back attraction. Yeah, well, I'm with Amy. Sir. I'm voting for the Pirate Princess Party. Oh, I am too. Pirate Princess <laughs> I, I am too. I was just trying to make a case. Yeah, Sir. no. No, uh, no, that. Radio Disney River Cruise is not worth No, not that. No. Nope, nope, nope. All right, no. what's the next matchup? All right, Country Bear Christmas against Monorail Co-Pilot. And I think we're pretty familiar with both of these. So you, you yeah. used to be able to ride in the nose and be a co-pilot. I think they still do hand out the uh, the monorail cards. So there's actually a little collectible card set for the, for the monorail. Country Bear Christmas special was an overlay, much like we see some other Christmas overlays. Uh, it's rumored to be coming back, although I think it's been rumored to be coming back ever <laughs> since uh, I started paying attention to Disney Online. So it's at least you know 12 years now of rumored to be coming back. Um, but you know, what do you guys think? Country Bear Christmas Special or being a monorail co-pilot? I'm letting someone else go first. <laughs> uh, of these two, I have experienced one. I've been in the front of the monorail before. Um, it, it is a very interesting view. However, I think enough time has passed that I don't think people even realized that that was an option. I mean, even when it was an option, I don't think people understood that there, that, that was an option. Versus, I like the seasonal overlays, except for what they do at Disneyland for the Haunted Mansion. I'm not a big fan of the Jack Skellington takeover. But something like a seasonal overlay of the Country Bears, that would be my choice. So I'm going to go the other way. For me, the monorail co-pilot is just a really cool and unique experience. I think I kind of like that it had that secret menu uh, option mm. where you had to know about it and ask about it. So I obviously have a uh, you know, special affinity for this because I did this in my tuxedo at my wedding, my wife in her gown, and you know enjoyed that special experience. Of course, this predates us having cameras in our pockets like we all do with our phones these days. So we mm. don't have... We have nothing but memories of that, which in, in some ways makes it even more special. So maybe I'm a little sentimental for that reason. Maybe because country bears don't really resonate with a lot of people now anyway. No one, you know, that, that, that theater is rarely full. Uh, so I don't think it, it's worth the time, the cost to overlay it with Christmas. I'd rather keep the special experience of the monorail co-pilot. And I understand why they don't do that right now. So no disrespect to the reason why they took that offline. But with uh, enacting their current safety features, they should be able to safely let uh, folks co-pilot that monorail, so I'm going with that. All right. Amy, you're the tiebreaker. 
Dean, you only hold that opinion about the country rares because you don't like it. No. I, uh, I, so, Amy, I know that the, the theater is less than half full because I'm one of the ones in there. So that's I the like, point. I like the country bears. So uh, here's the thing about little, you know, quote unquote secret, quote unquote hidden experiences. We're in the the age of Instagram, Pinterest, blogs, Twitter. Uh, there's no such thing as hidden experiences anymore in Walt Disney World. There would be a queue all the time for any at any point where you could board the monorail just for riding in the front. It would end up being something that is not worth dealing with from an operational standpoint because everyone would want to do it and have, you know, their Instagram pictures. Oh, we rode in the nose and, you know, oh, I wore my special ears to, to ride up front with the monorail. And, you know, I want, can you take my picture sitting in the driver's seat and all that? It would be sort of a headache. <laughs> that it might would. get frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. It would, you guys, come on. Whereas the overlays for the Country Bear Jamboree were delightful and timeless and they still do them in japan every single year at tokyo disneyland which sort of proves that it's not too difficult you know <laughs> and their spending at tokyo disneyland just completely eclipses what's spent you know domestically as far as entertainment and special things like attraction overlays so um you know just that little added salt and pepper for my commentary here with the shaming the domestic parks but anyway i i would definitely vote for the overlay to the country bear jamboree all right all right on to our 710 matchup bring back the lights of winter the beloved lights that were in epcot uh during Ooh. during at least the 2000s i'm not sure when they started Ooh. or bring back the skyway so the Skyway was something I just missed out on because it, it, it uh, basically got removed right before my first trip. Um, but I, <laughs> oh, I saw the man. I saw the construction of it, and that looked like it would have been a really cool angle from which to see Magic Kingdom. Uh, I I did see Lights of Winter, experienced that a few different Christmases. So uh, early early vote here. I'm throwing it out now. I'd rather bring back the Skyway. Interesting. Amy. Here's the thing about the Skyway. You saw some cool things, but a lot of what you saw was the tops of these, you know, these flat tops of these buildings. They look very industrial from the air. You see a lot of, um, uh, what, what is it, like exhaust, like pipes and things like that. You see, you see a lot of rusty roofs. Um, but it is very cool to, to see things. And, you know, what would have been a lot cooler is if you could still see, like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That was yeah. very interesting to see from the skyway. Yeah. Look down right um, into that. Look I think going. looking over at, like, Beast Castle now. Now, obviously, the, the uh, one, one station is now the Tangled Toilets. Uh, uh -huh. But presumably, you know, going by that tower, I think that would be pretty cool. Skyways. Yeah, you'd be like tower level. They could put yes. a little Rapunzel up in there. Some of the new landscape stuff that's in New Fantasyland, I think, would be yes. cool from a Skyway. Mine yeah, train. seeing Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Mine yeah, train, that yeah. would be cool. Um, seeing the the Tron coaster. Yes. From, from that vantage point would be cool. Um, the only downfall about the Skyway is it was not at all friendly to. Anything. I guess what ADA compliant. I guess right. you would say it was not at all compliant with anything like that. So that. But if I we're bringing that, it back, we'll be compliant. Yeah, it would be compliant. Yeah. Oh gosh. Versus lights of winter. Um, Ver versus. Wow. Versus um, something you can go buy at Walmart and put up in two weeks. Dean. <laughs> yeah, you know what though. I'm voting for the Walmart. I want Lights of Winter back. I'm voting for Lights of Winter as well. Oh! Here's the, here's the reason why I'm voting for Lights of Winter. because Combs we don't, with the three at the buzzer! You know, here's why I'm voting for Lights of Winter. Because we, we've lost the Osborne family spectacle of lights. There's nothing... There's no big light display like that in Walt Disney World anymore. And also, we're, we're about to get the Skyliner. So that is something yeah. that... Which is the Skyway. Know, that's yeah, fair. That's, that's fair. Getting, getting the Skyliner back, that, that's a good point. 
Yeah, so yeah. It, we don't have any big light display like like what the Light of Winter was anymore. And they could also make that, that sort of be like um, what the Osborne family spectacle of, of Lights TM, kind of what that was. <laughs> you know, all, all the LED technology and music they could yeah. play. And especially well, with the reimagining music. of Epcot. Yeah. It would play music. You, there, there was theme music as you walked yeah. through it. And part of my reason for voting for it is with what they have rumored and what they've released the art for, that Light to Winter could extend well into Future World and really mm -hmm. be a great way to introduce yourself if you're starting from the front of the park before you enter the holidays around the world. That really yes. will get you in the mood. So that's mm -hmm. why I voted for that. Mm-hmm. You guys can be wrong twice, that's fine. So, <laughs> Gear of a Million Dreams for characters on holiday. I'm taking Year of a Million Dreams. <laughs> you know what? I am too. I'm taking Year of a Million Dreams as well. But characters on holiday, it was just a bus that drove out and they came out and they saw you. There's There are characters at every pavilion in World Showcase. It was so, an opening of World Showcase, which was kind of neat. It was a lot like the train show was, if the train show had just characters and one song and it lasted 45 seconds. I mean, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw it plenty of times. I, I did, and I, yes. you know, I mean. It, and you're sitting there going, I just want to go and watch the Canada film. I mean, now, now, what? Now, here's what would be cool if if the double decker bus drove up and it was characters that you met at all those pavilions, and then the characters had to walk from there to their pavilion without stopping. So it was like, <laughs> like oh man, it, it stinks to be like Pinocchio, and that's yeah, Pinocchio yeah, would be bad, like Milan would be bad, No White's Mushu. not happy with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good, brother so Bear's good. like yes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Mama I mean, Coco is like wheeling right over to Mexico. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. It, you know, I, that would be funny. I, you know, that would be funny. But uh, you know, I, I thought I, I thought also it'd be funny is if the characters had to wait on the bus for their stop. So depending on which way, you know, like they, they go around, like Brother Bear could be the last one on the bus if they start in Mexico and they go all the way around. You know they can't drive those double-decker buses anymore. Well, that's why the park would be closed on that part. <laughs> so, are you saying about... that, are you saying that the bus is going around and opening each People pavilion are behind, as it yes. goes around? That's that, what he's saying. Wow. That's... So, World wow, Showcase okay. starts being open at 11. It ends being open at 11.45. By the way, if you're doing it correctly, <laughs> they're driving to Mexico first. That's exactly right. So, yes. Canada, sorry. <laughs> You've uh, got to wait. Clockwise, <laughs> clockwise or get out. The, the one thing I'll give a nod for for uh, characters on holiday, and I'm not voting for it. I'm definitely voting for Year of a Million Dreams, <laughs> is that uh, I liked at least that it had a park opening event. There was some sort of true. show. We, yeah. we, we've lost most of those, if not all of those at this point. So yep. that, that's yep. the only reason I would be nostalgic for it. But uh, for folks who aren't familiar, Year of a Million Dreams went from basically fall 06 till the end of 08. So that's why we joke that it was a Year of a Million Dreams by title. It literally ran for two years and three months. Um, so it was a 27-month year. <laughs> um, but it was, it was pretty cool. I, now, I was there. I forgot. I've counted in the past close to a full month of that 27 month period between different trips and I never got anything better than a blue cupcake and a pin. Wow. <laughs> um, but there were like fast passes given out, little yep. prizes here and there. There was a, a whole uh, slew of cast members known as the Dream Squad and they would just issue gifts, issue prizes, issue upgrades. People got to stay in the castle. Uh, folks may have even won DVC based on Year of a Million. Yeah, someone named Mike used to may have someone. won DVC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congrats, Mike. So, um, yeah, Year of a Million Dreams, I thought, was just a, an extra energy and excitement that went through the parks. Uh, so definitely, for me, that would be the winning uh, selection out of these two. Amy, did you ever win anything? Uh, my dad won a pair of those ears, like the silver ears and the yeah. blue and white cloud. Yeah, he yep. won a pair of those. That was all we ever won. My but I sister... love those ears. Yeah, my sister and my parents won ears. I and my wife won the super fast pass. 
which Ooh. had little tabs on the side. So it was a lanyard, it was a plastic lanyard. And depending that. on what park you were in, you'd get the fast pass for that park. It was basically one for everything that had a fast pass. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do, there's no times, you just handed it to the cast member at the front of the line. They said, congratulations, <laughs> and you got in. It was awesome. Awesome. Speaking of park openings, how we've gotten away from them at Epcot, I've seen two different versions of Epcot park openings mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, one was, I think it was the year two, 2000, I believe. I, and I remember I went over to Epcot with my dad because we wanted to get a pin that was being released that day at Pin Central. And so we're standing there waiting, you know, for a rope drop at the base of Spaceship Earth. And here comes two cast members and they're rolling a big speaker on, <laughs> on a pedestal. Hey, get up! No, it's not that! It's <laughs> my story! It's so, like, they plug it up, and it's like... It's like the old spiel, and it had the, the old narration for, you know, it told the dedication of Epcot and everything. Cool. And have we just begun to dream like the old, the old from the eighties? And it was so cool. And I remember thinking, "Wow, this is awesome!" But all it was was a little speaker wheeled out and plugged in, and they started the audio. And then the <laughs> the other opening that I saw was um, they had the rope drop. It was around where you know Penn Central is there, but that's where they had the ropes. And they played a spiel that had the uh, jump five version of Welcome to Our Family Time from Brother Bear. Wow. (laughs) Yes. It wasn't even the movie version of the song. It was the jump five version. It was the radio version. From Disney Mania. Yeah, from Disney Mania 5 or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, so those are the two um, Epcot welcome shows that I've experienced. And I've heard that they used to also do one where they would drive out a uh, test track car, one of the classic ones. And they would have people board the test track car. And then it would be like the family of the day at the Magic Kingdom where they would be up waving when the train pulled in, you know, from the old, yeah, yeah. the mat. you remember that? So oh, they yeah. would choose a family at Epcot and they would have them get in that test track car and then they would drive them over to test track and they could go in and ride. See, now so, the, the two openings I remember at Epcot, one is everybody trampling each other to run to Soren, and the <laughs> other is everyone trampling each other to go to test track. Ballad. So was there ever Slightly any different spiel? experiences. <laughs> was there ever any audio or anything that was played? Yeah, they, they did play just... music. I actually remember the big speaker that you're talking about. I, I've seen that. So Yeah, this is awesome. So, yeah, I if Year of a Million Dreams means that we can have more cool opening stuff like that, that would be neat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know what? I just thought of one other thing that didn't make this list, and that was the old Wayla Wayla parade at Epcot. Ah, oh, yes, man. Tapestry of Nations. Tapestry of Nations. Yes, Tapestry that, of Nations, Tapestry of Dreams. Yeah, that, I understand why they don't do that. You know, the, the space on the pavilion is just so crowded now. They really well, they can't with Spice Road Table. Yeah, yeah, well, true. Spice Road um, Table. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it takes up the pathway. They can't. Oh, like, they literally oh, can't. Spice Road Table was too popular. The, no, the no, 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 were too no. Much. Nobody would come out for a parade. They're all at Spice Road Table. <laughs> yeah, they're all just hanging out, getting their small plates for $14.95. All right, let's move into round two. In that, so we pretty much introed all the, well, we have introduced eight of the 12. So the uh, the four top four seeds we haven't talked about yet. Number one, Adventurers Club against the Pirate and Princess Party. <laughs> I feel like we've detailed Adventures Club, uh, you know, over the years on the show. But uh, Paul, you yeah. want to give a 30-second rundown of what Adventures Club was? Yeah, uh, basically, um, it's the it, it's the Adventureland version of the Star Wars hotel they're building. Um, it was you go in, and it was the Society of Adventurers (SCA), and it had multiple rooms, and they had actors that were fantastically on point, always in character, walking around. And it was basically a giant themed bar. And its downfall was not enough people would go and buy drinks. And people would stay and linger. But it was fantastic. And I think it has a place. I think it could come back. And I think Dean has a very personal connection to it. Adventures Club? I do, I do. The, uh, 
basically my wedding reception was at the Adventurers Club. So when we got married in Disney, we did our dinner at, at one of the restaurants in downtown Disney, Portobello Yacht Club at the time. And then the idea was to go to Pleasure Island for the night with everyone that was at our wedding reception. And we pretty much just all ended up at Adventurers Club. And Paul, you're not wrong. I mean, we, we did have some cocktails while we were there, but I mean, we had, what, I think 20, 22 people there. And there weren't that many rounds ordered to justify the amount of hours we spent having fun at the Adventurers Club. Yeah. So it probably wasn't the cash cow they wanted it to be. Although, if you remember, there was a, a per head expense to get in. They, you know, they had a cover charge to get into uh, that area of downtown Disney. So there was some cash grab at the front. So maybe selling drinks wasn't the most important part. But certainly it's an important part of any establishment like that. But uh, yeah. Adventures Club was awesome. It closed in 08. And there's been like little reunions here and there that have come come and gone. Um, you know, a lot of people have thought this would make a great dinner show at like Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, but there currently are no speculations or planning for Adventures Club to return. Yeah, I would vote for Adventures Club, even though I've never been there. Um, it seems like it would be a perfect fit for Animal Kingdom Park somewhere in there and even if they needed to charge extra money on top of admission to get in there I think people would still go um, there are a lot of people that go to Animal Kingdom to imbibe <laughs> in drinkery <laughs> already yep. so uh, I I would be all for uh, for uh, Adventures Club making a triumphant return in Animal Kingdom Park I, I would definitely vote for that over um, Pirate and Princess Party I've thought about this I too will vote for Adventures Club I would put it on the basically behind the Jungle Cruise in Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom. And what it is, how you'd get there, and this is how you'd make money, it would be, you know, reservation only. And, and of course, you'd have to take one of the Jungle Cruise boats to get there. So you ride the first half of the Jungle Cruise, and then you disembark. And then you go, you know, and you have your fun at the Adventures Club, and then they basically, it's, it's time seating. So they kick you back out again, and you get back on the boat, and you go through the second half of the Jungle Cruise, and then you disembark. That's what I would do. That'd be cool. They'd do like a hoop de doo style show. So you got exactly. three, three shows a night type thing. Three, three shows a night. You get two hours to do it. It's a you know, preset menu. Drinks can be included up to and including you know, like sangrias or beer or something like that. If you want something more exotic, they have the opportunity to have like a Trader Sam's type bar thing going on. And you can just wander the entire place. I mean, that's the great thing, unlike Hoop Do, where you got to sit down. Right. You yeah, can there, just wander. There are nods to the Adventures Club at the Jungle Cruise, so it's an yes. easy tie-in. Yeah, so right. I, I would choose Adventures Club, number one. Unanimous winner. All right, River Country. River Country was the original Disney water park located uh, by the campgrounds, and that's going up against Country Bear Christmas. Yeah. Did either of you ever go to River Country? No, but my wife did. I did not go to River Country. I, historically, I, I think I have shown <laughs> that I am not a water park aficionado. <laughs> Dean, well, of you? I did not. River Country uh, was not anything I experienced. Familiar with its history, and I, at one point they had talked about River Country coming back as a very glorified pool area mm -hmm. for the uh, the DVC that they were going to build over by Wilderness Lodge slash the campgrounds. Eh. And didn't happen. Um, <laughs> the problem with River Country, if I understand, was it actually used some of the lagoon water? Yeah, it did. Lake it water, sure did. Um, yep. Yep. Which would be problematic. Now, that said, uh, knowing what Universal has done with their water park experience, I would love the challenge of Disney opening a third water park and theming yep. it back like River Country with modern technology with clean water, <laughs> not, not that nasty uh, <laughs> lake water. Uh, and no knock on the Country Bear Christmas. Love a good Christmas overlay. Uh, I'm welcoming a full bring on. You know, it would be a miniature theme park uh, as far as water parks go, but I, I yep. bring back River Country. Yep. And that's that's exactly why this was on Tom Bricker's list um, to return, but that's kind of why I put it there and I moved it up a little bit because I think with the amount of rooms that they've built, and yes, they have resort pools, but Disney needs to add capacity. And even going to Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, you go there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 
it's a sea of humanity, and it's humanity that's wearing nearly nothing. So you need <laughs> more places to go. So, and that's Dean, you hit a right, right nail on the head. Having been to Volcano Bay, seeing what Disney could do for an old-fashioned swimming hole with 21st century technology, lots of you know the ropes and and you know the, it, basically Tom Sawyer Island as a water park is fantastic. So that's my choice. I'm voting for Country Bear Overlay for Christmas, but I'll defer to your votes. <laughs> well, you, you, I'm outvoted. You, yeah, you are outvoted. Unfortunately okay. for you. Okay. All right. Well, if I remember correctly, didn't Minnesota face Louisville in the tournament this year? I, I feel like that's what we're looking at here in our next matchup as the Lights of Winter moved on and now gets to face the Osborne Lights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think Osborne Lights are pretty famous in Disney lore, but of course this was the, uh, the lights that were at Hollywood Studios for so many years brought over by the Osborne family. It was a massive display, time to music, uh, had little bits of uh, fun going on everywhere you looked. There was the black cat you had to look for, the legend of the Halloween decoration accidentally snuck in with the Christmas stuff. Like there's mm -hmm. just a lot of backstory, a lot of enjoyment, a lot of excitement. And then they stopped the contract and it didn't go anywhere. And that is taking on the Walmart display that is the lights of winter. <laughs> Dean. I think we know how Dean is voting. <laughs> Go ahead. Discuss. Debate. Here's here's my problem. I'm just not sure where they would put the Osborne lights anymore. I have an answer. I, sir, if you're going to say Disney Springs, <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Disney would never put that any place that would be free. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just don't. If you're going to say they're going to put it in World Showcase. Nope. No. Well, they could put it at Blizzard Beach. Now, see, that was my first thought, but there's all that water. There is all that water. Do you, do you really want electrocution to be an option? No, but I do have an answer. Or I at least a solution. Oh, Polly. Would you... What is it? Just move it a little bit north in the same freaking theme park. Put it on, <laughs> put it around Echo Lake. Try that with less hostility? <laughs> no. <laughs> put, it around, put it around Echo Lake and that backside of Hollywood Boulevard and use, you know, the Hollywood Boulevard overflow that's not going to um, Fantasmic. And just you put it, you put it there. You make it almost like the kiss goodnight, watching the fireworks from Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. Osborne lights go on, they shut off, everyone leave. <laughs> They're right there. Eh. Wow. Uh, Not convincing, well, huh? Okay, here's my problem though. Dinosaur Gertie here's, lit up. No, here's here's my problem with that. You're gonna be wading through a sea of seed. You're gonna be wading through a sea of humanity to get to the the Mickey Mouse railroad thing. You're gonna be wading. No one through a is sea going to, to the park at that time of night. Everybody's Sir, exhausted, waiting still for Star Wars. To Polly, everyone, everyone <laughs> is going to be go trying to get to Star Wars at every part of the day. Yes. So. That's my problem with putting it towards the front of the park. That, that that's why it, it was no, it's really valid. Fit, it Le fit in level the back. Pizza Planet, level Mama Melrose. Oh, put it over there in the Muppet section. In the Muppet section. Oh, Actually, man. the Muppet the Muppet spectacle of dancing lights would be hilarious. That would be funny. Yeah, they could have things malfunction. That would be awesome. Yes, that'd be so cool. I love that. Um, no, Polly, I do like your idea about it being in that area of the park because they do use a lot of neon and a lot yep. of decorations in the front anyway. I was oh, just man. thinking of, like, there's going to be so many people milling around. Yeah. And then, what like, it... people, you know what people are going to do? People are going to be outside the park trying to take pictures with their Zoom inside the park to try and avoid. I don't know if you can. Visit. I mean, you can't really see that inside. Like, Echo Lake, you, you can't see anything from outside the park. I, I mean, I guess if you're on the Skyliner, you can. I didn't say Echo Lake. I said the it, front. It, no, I didn't. The front. Echo Lake is not the front. It's, it's like the, the front. side. It's the front left. Polly. 
What if the lights made their way into the 50s primetime? <laughs> <laughs> so much tinsel. So many so tinsel much stars. Tins- people try to eat their meatloaf blind. Because it's just, <laughs> ah! <laughs> Man, I, I definitely, though, I, as far as the voting goes, I would definitely vote for the Osborne Family Festival of Lights TM yes. presented Same. by Sylvania Same. to be what comes back over the lights of winter. Unanimous. Agreed. All right. And then we had our first round winner, Year of a Million Dreams, going up against Spectro Magic. And Spectro Magic wow. we discussed a little bit. Spectro yeah. Magic. Really? I'm thinking years of year, years and years and years and years of a million no. dreams. No. Yes, I am. No. Yes, I am. Because no. an updated version where you just are walking around and it's like surprise, you have a free fast pass. All right, Paul. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Would put you a, rather have? Have a fast pass, or would you rather have a nighttime parade come back to Walt Disney World? There are no nighttime parades anymore, sir. There's no fast pass for Star Wars, but if you walk into the studios, there's one. Wow. They're not giving you a fast pass for you Star don't know Wars. That. You don't know that. No, they're not. They and let me tell you what: the if they're if they're gonna like <laughs> hand you one. That, what what happens if it's One. like the dad the dad is separated right. from his family of twelve other people? It's happened. No, no. No, they do they do ask you how many in your party and how many do you need, Sir? and that determines whether you get a fast pass or a cupcake. Right. I, <laughs> you know, you, would you rather have a cupcake or would you rather have a nighttime parade? Come on. No. Oh, I'll, I'll take a free cupcake. Yeah, Dean um, will take the cupcake. Cupcake. I'm taking over the dreams. A parade? Over yes. A parade? Now, I, I yes. have logistics questions on the year of a million dreams if it was to return, right? Are you voting on this and the concept that it literally returns for one year, or that it's an ongoing? Oh, that's always, a good question. It doesn't matter. Off- doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't for you, Miss Combs, but it may for no, Paul. But- I just wanted to throw logistics out because I am torn on these two. Yeah, because Spectrum Magic I- is something that could be around for a decade. <laughs> exactly. I can't, believe, it. Dreams I can't yeah. believe this is even a question. <laughs> what I like about the Year of a Million Dreams, again, oh, it provides extra excitement, the idea that people had cool stories what? about things that they won beyond. And it's everywhere. Regular- what is happening right now? What is going on? What is my life right now? Why would you choose that? It's a so, parade. Well, year, literally one more year of Year of a Million Dreams? Is that what oh we're, we're debating? Yes, okay. That, yes, to clarify, yes. It would be one more year of a Year of a Million Dreams versus however long new Spectrum Magic would be. Well, and if that is the scenario, as much as the excitement of one year of Year of a Million Dreams would, would be exciting, uh, I can't turn down a decade of another nighttime parade because... I love the nighttime parades better than the daytime parades. And All right. I really don't have one right now. So it, it pains me because I do love the whole concept behind Year of a Million Dreams. But I'm going to vote for Spectrum. Spectrum I'm goes on. I'm voting for Spectrum Magic. You think? <laughs> My Listen, goodness. The, the, the tournament selection committee did a great job because all top four seeds are in. Yes. Let's get to the final four. Adventurers Club taking on Cleaned Up River Country. <laughs> I would definitely choose Adventures Club over a water yeah. park. Yeah, you know what I would do. We don't <laughs> it was have my idea. Listen, the closest thing that we have to the Adventures Club is the Jungle Cruise Skipper Canteen, and everybody loves that right now. And or, well, or I mean, Trader, we also, well, Trader Sam's. Yeah, also. Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. We also have that. But th- you know what? There's neither of those have the shows. And, no. And the improv yeah. Animatronics. And Yes. We have other water parks to choose from. We have yeah. Blizzard Bichet and we have Typhoon Lagune for you. <laughs> and you know, you have you have your, your pools and your water slides and things at your resorts if you're staying on property, those are pretty cool. You know, just yes. that's good enough. That's good enough. I agree. The I other agree. matchup, do you want lights you have to walk through or lights that walk past you? Osborne <laughs> lights? Spectro Magic. And if you would like, I will go first. Sure. <laughs> All right. Osborne Lights, you get a seasonal display for Christmas, which I think is kind of gives that extra appeal and excitement to that season. Spectro Magic, I'm getting a year round nighttime parade. And yep. as much as I like the Christmas experience, much how Spectro beat Year of a Million Dreams for me. The permanence and everyday experience of a nighttime parade, I will put Spectro Magic through to the 
sometimes. Probably probably twice a day in the summer. It'd be twice a day. I, I agree with Spectre Magic defeating the Osborne family spectacle of lights TM presented by Selenia. I'm going to make it unanimous. I agree. Yay. All right. Our finals. Adventurers Club against Spectra Magic. You're one versus your three. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I am going to choose Spectra Magic, and I'll tell you why. Because well, I'm quickly going to choose Adventurers Club and put it on Polly. <laughs> okay, uh, let, me, let me give my argument, though. Here's the Please thing. Please do. I don't know. See, I've never been to Adventurers Club, but I know that there was, you know, drinking a plenty to be had. I know that um, not enough. <laughs> it it definitely seemed to be very skewed towards the adults yes. of the world. Versus Spectre Magic is for all ages, and more families than ever seem to be visiting Walt Disney World. So. I'm voting for something that is going to have the broadest appeal to the broadest amount of the guest base, which wow. is why I'm going to choose Spectrum Magic. Now, that has nothing to do with the merits of Adventures Club, but... No, it's a good argument. You know, there's no nighttime parade in Walt Disney World right now, and there's nothing like Adventures Club there right now, so it's sort of a wash with that. But that is my argument for Spectrum Magic. As you said, in the summertime, it's going to be two twice a night, and it's going to be late. So you'll, you'll turn off some of those with younger kids. But point well taken, that Adventurers Club is more geared to an older set. And I think that alone is a good reason why it would be needed to be brought back. Because there's not a lot of that type of offering anywhere mm. in the world. It's, it's, it's getting some. There are bars. But the, if you think Adventurers Club was just a place to go get a drink and see a little bit of funny stuff going on, that wasn't what Adventurers Club was. To me, Adventurers Club was show first it was a fantastic improv comedy that happened to be set in a club that happened to serve drinks and the way Paulie reconstructed it as more of a an experience and a, a drop-off experience uh, at that almost like the hoopty do you know three shows a night type thing but with the improv comedy still sort of random in the way it took place i think you're offering an exciting add-on it could be geared towards non-adults. Plenty of kids went into the Adventurers Club. Oh, I we did. Yeah, we, we certainly I saw went, lots I, of yeah. people under 21. You didn't have to be 21 to get in. You could still enjoy the humor. You could still sing along with the club song. You could still get initiated as a member and never put a cocktail in your hand. Yep. Yeah, this is tough. You guys both laid out very, very good cases. And it is up to me. It's a tie! <laughs> no, no, I will not declare a tie. Although, please let me know if you disagree or agree with my selection at Butter and Bacon on Twitter. I think, Amy, you swayed me more than Dean's. And while my personal preference would really be to go to the Adventurers Club more than see a parade, I agree. Having the parade, having a nighttime spectacular, once, sometimes twice a night, that will help more people enjoy more of their Disney vacation, not need to spend more money, and thousands of people can see it every night because you can just lie in the parade route. So that's yeah. my choice. Spectro Magic. Spectro Magic is the winner. And a, a worthy champion in that. I can hear Amy smiling right now. Yes. I was trying not to rub it in. I'm not sure it's a rubbing in. I had no problem no. with Spectro Magic. Is there anything wrong with any of like the top eight that we what, had? What I, what no, I find funny, they were all good. What I find funny is I think Paulie voted against Spectro Magic twice and then picked it to win. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Well, imagining things that we loved in our past and would like to love again in our future, that is the good stuff. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com on Twitter at AIOT Travel or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, 
then please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. My dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. On this magic night. Also, obviously, I have some affinity for having experienced it in my wedding gown or wedding tuxedo. Oh, my wife in her gown. You know, hey, it's it was my wedding. I was gowned up. So you know, me in a tuxedo. Amy, give us a countdown. No, you know what? We're we're no, very that's... forward thinking. We're very no. progressive podcast. Yes, that's fine, but dream. also Dean has to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. I think that was accurate. I All wasn't right. at his wedding. I'm gonna trust him. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, didn't uh, did Kentucky face Minnesota in the tournament this year? Or, no, no, they faced Louisville. I'm sorry, Kentucky Louisville. faced Louisville, right? I'm sorry, no, no. Minnesota faced Louisville, right? Yes. I feel you like want to start that again. Yeah, let me do that. I sounded like a chicken there. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Cluck. It's Butter and Bacon Podcast. At Butter and Bacon Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, uh, on Twitter. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's at Butter and Bacon. See? This is how long it's been since we've all three recorded. It's just at Butter and Bacon. Let I us think know. T- I think I might be the only person who ever tweets that account, and it's only to forward other tweets. Is it in our email? Is butter and bacon podcast, right? That's correct. Oh my gosh! Do wow. that again, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. No, it isn't. It's in the outtakes. <laughs> Your face is. Hi, outtake listeners. How you doing? Much like Michigan State won the tournament this year. Much like Texas Tech won the tournament this year. Much like Auburn won the tournament this year, you don't have to be a number one seed in order to take down the title. There, you can use whichever one of those works. Right. It, it, unless, of course, Virginia wins, in which case it's a number one seed, and I won't use any of them. <laughs> That's funny. Jingle bell, jingle bam. <laughs> <laughs>